When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, welcome home. Thanks for being here. Today's Doing It at Home Classic episode is great for the topic of preparing for what you can't necessarily plan for. I know that sounds interesting, but that's how birth can be sometimes. So I love that we have stories that represent this on the show. We'll catch you next week. Enjoy, y'all. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast, the show where we bring you empowering resources and stories around home birth. And really excited to bring you today's birth story. Before we do that, just a couple of announcements. Please make sure you are subscribed to the show if you are not already. We greatly appreciate that. So subscribe, drop a review if you feel so inspired. That's just a way to get the show out there. And you know, it's always helpful to see other people's experience of a thing like a podcast or a product. You know, when you're on Amazon, you're always looking at the reviews. You're always looking at what people are saying about it. So it's just helpful for us, you know, for you to share some of your experience so that when people are scrolling through their podcast players or, you know, in Apple Podcasts, they can see and they can learn a little bit about, you know, what to expect and what they can get out of it. So greatly appreciate all of that. Make sure you're following us, D-I-A-H podcast on Instagram. I really want to get that 10K. I want the swipe up feature, y'all. So help me get it. Help us get it. (laughs) I just think it'll be cool. So I want it. And uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a private Facebook group for the community. Check that out. And the Doing It At Home swag, as always, available for you there in the shop. There's a shop link at the top of our website, or you can check out any of the show descriptions where I drop all the links. And then it's also linked from our Instagram. There's a little link tree thing there for you, a little doohickey. When you click that, you can check out the shop. 
All right. So today's birth story, we're chatting with Dr. Brittany Ziss, and she is a physical therapist specializing in women's health and pediatrics. And she has her home birth story that she is coming to the table to share with us. And it's a really beautiful conversation that we had with her. I like it because a couple of things about Brittany and and how it ties in and, you know, if this applies to you, I think it would be a really beneficial conversation to listen to. She describes herself as natural-minded plus evidence-based. So coming from a the background that she has in physical therapy and yet also, you know, tending toward the natural way of doing things or going about things. I just love that combination and I think that's something that a lot in the community could get get with, you know, the idea of natural-minded plus evidence-based. I think that's really the best of both worlds. And that's really what she and her husband, Andrew, brought to their experience of pregnancy and planning for their birth of their son, Russell. And so, of course, we hear about those details. 55-hour total labor birth experience. So we get into that. Also a week past guest date. So if this is checking all your boxes of things that you have either thought about as possible for your birth or you experienced it in a past birth, then yeah, you're going to you're going to love this. And you know, it's just really beautiful to hear Brittany's perspective on it. And one thing that I'll drop in here and I'll leave it with this is she did walk away from her birth with a little bit of this sense of empowered but slightly defeated. And so I'm going to leave you with that and you know that's kind of how she was feeling and what what came out of that is is really beautiful. So, quick word from our sponsor and then we will hear from Dr. Brittany. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say? Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. How are you? Hi, Sarah and Matthew. I'm great. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you. We're super excited to have you and to hear your birth story and just chat and connect. So thank you so much for carving out the time. Absolutely. Yeah, so Brittany, you're not too far from us. We actually connected kind of loosely via local events that were going on here in the greater Atlanta area. And then we had a great conversation. And stemming from that, you know, I said, you have to be on the show. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm so I'm so grateful for the community we have here. Yeah, it, it is really great. I'm just seeing more and more, you know, for any local Atlanta listeners or, you know, if you ever visit Atlanta and want to get plugged into some of the empowered mama and birth and pregnancy spaces here, it's really great. So I'm super... It- honored to be here. (laughs) Yes, same here. Yeah. So why don't you just share a little bit about yourself and what you do here? 
Okay, so I um, so yes, my name is Brittany, and my husband is Andrew, and we have a little guy named Russell, and he's seven months old. And so we're originally from New York, but we've been here in the Atlanta area for about four years now. Um, Andrew and I are both physical therapists, so he specializes more in um, athletes and orthopedic injuries, and then I specialize in women's health and pediatrics. So I work with moms and babies. Um, so yeah, so we're we're here. We love it. Um, we have a little bit a couple of people from our family are here um, and then the rest are in New York so we do some traveling back and forth but so far um, we love Atlanta it's been home now for for a while mm, that's awesome Dig it. yeah and so this might come in at some point in our conversation but I'm just gonna take a guess here that your work especially in women's health how that has had an impact or influenced you as you move has have as you have moved through personally the experience of pregnancy and motherhood you know are there times where you kind of dial in and out of your different brains um and you kind of like you know some of the things that you know like I'm always curious about that with women who do work that serves either the pregnant woman or mother and then when they themselves are going through it just how that whole experience plays out yeah well you know it's kind of funny because I initially started primarily in pediatrics, but just kind of my personal life passion was women's health. And I always kind of had it in the back of my mind, I wanted to somehow incorporate women's health into my career. And it was more actually the opposite. It was when I was thinking about getting pregnant myself, I was just kind of learning more about the lack of, of awareness there for women's health, especially around pregnancy and postpartum. And so it actually was kind of my own experience going through pregnancy and preparing for pregnancy that got me interested in then adding that women's health component to my practice. Um, so then I kind of, you know, did my own research, started, you know, learning more and more. And here I am. <laughs> gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. I can relate to that as well. So yeah. then with your birth planning, what was that like for you and Andrew? Or what were some of your thoughts and ideas of what your birth would be like um, when you became pregnant? Yeah, so it was it was interesting. So prior to getting pregnant, I had gone for um, you know just my annual visit with my gynecologist, and I had this really you know this experience where I was started to ask questions. I was really excited and eager. We were getting ready to start trying, and you know I was kind of puppy dog eyes, like I just, I'm so excited. I just want to talk about this and and get have questions for you. And I really didn't get to have that engagement with her. She didn't really um, give me that time that I was really seeking to learn. And um, it really, that's kind of what got me thinking about alternative, you know, means of of delivering my baby and just the the whole um, wellness piece of it throughout all the prenatal visits. I was like, I don't know if um, this traditional route is what I want to do. And so I, I, I just did my own research and I, brought it to Andrew and he was like, okay, let's, let's look into this. Cause we both tend to be more natural minded anyway. Um, and yeah. And so we, we did our own research. We met with a few midwives and we found some that we really loved and the rest is history. We just were from then on, we were just totally turned off by the traditional model for us. And we totally right. respect that for whoever, um, you know, chooses to do that. And, but we, it felt right for our situation. Um, and so we decided to to go that route. Now, Brittany, did you guys go like directly 
to researching home birth when you decided you weren't going to go with your uh, the traditional route, or did you perhaps start looking at hospitals that you know where maybe you could do things um, that you wanted or birth centers? Like, what was your sequence? Yeah, so I I started looking at birth centers, and then so where we are in Atlanta, we're up further, um, closer to the Canton area, and so I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I want to drive all the way down into the city to the birth center. Um, I was a little nervous about that. So then I was, I um, kind of discovered a midwife just via social media, which kind of, that's the beauty of social media these days, right? Is you kind of stumble upon things. And, and so I thought, huh, home birth, I'm going to look into that. And, and then I did research because I kind of come from this background of, I'm kind of that midway point. I'm very natural, pathic in my mindset, but also come from a very evidence-based background from an education standpoint. And so I was very much into researching and I did a lot of um, researching of the comparison of the two and then reading different people's perspectives from their, even just blogs, just anecdotal information. Um, And then also, especially focusing on people that had experienced both a hospital birth and a home birth. Um, And then again, went back to more evidence-based research as well. Um, And so it kind of took me from birth center was a little bit more like, uh, might be a little far, let me look at other options. And then I kind of stumbled upon home birth and was extremely fascinated by it. Mm. Was there anything in particular, if you can remember, anything that you read or heard that really tipped the scales for you in favor of home birth? Yes. So I remember, and I wish I could remember the article, the name of the article, but I read an article by a Yale um, University um, doctor. So she was an OB, but also um, had done a home birth for her own birth, child's birth. And so I thought that was fascinating. I said, someone that delivers babies in the hospital, but chose to do a home birth. And I read her, her article, and I was fascinated by her perspective as someone that like I said, delivers babies in the hospital, but chose for her own path to do a home birth. And it just, it really blew me away. And I thought, hmm, I, I'm really into this. And I, I really valued her opinion, again, as a, as a medical doctor, but then who also felt like in that situation where she had a low-risk pregnancy, um, you know, had kind of screened herself out, felt like it was a safe option and a good option, um, she chose that path. And I thought, wow, this is really moving to me that someone that delivers thousands of babies in a more traditional setting still chose to do something non-traditional. Yeah, that is really interesting. Makes me think of that, that video series, that documentary we watched. Why Not Home. Was that what it was, yes. Why Not Home? Yeah, that was medical professionals choosing home birth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah, really cool. That's cool. Okay. Well, I want to hear a little bit of... Moving into birth time, but before we do that, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. So, Home birth resonated with you. We're on that track. What was it like towards the end of your pregnancy and as you were planning? So, you know, we were we were pretty ready and we were very bought into. And I think a big part of it is is feeling confident in your birth team. And so we were extremely confident in our birth team from the minute we met them all the way through till right before we had Russell. We were we just felt very comfortable with them. I trusted them, and so I was kind of at the point towards the end where I was just like, let's do this. (laughs) I was, the nerves had kind of gotten, gotten away from me. You know, I was just ready. I just wanted to get it done. I was, I was eager and I almost had that anticipatory anxiety where I was like, I just, I have to just do this. Um, But I was really excited, Um, a little bit nervous, but I think I was more just eager to meet Russell. Like I said, I think a big piece of, of it was feeling really confident in our birth team um, we really, and we kind of, so we went with our practice, there, there were two primary midwives, but we had chosen, um, we had, you know, agreed to let the intern be a part of our birth as well. And so we kind of already knew which one was coming, which we were going to be happy with either one because we truly love both of them. But for me, just from a pre- preparation standpoint, it did also help that I kind of knew which one was coming, um, not that it mattered who, but I just, it was just that little piece of control. You know, I knew who was going to be at my door. Um, and that was nice, but, um, but yeah, I feel like we were just, we were ready. We, Russell also came a full week late. So we were very ready. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, let's do this. I was still working and I was like, I'm over it. (laughs) Ready to just have this baby. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and everyone you planned on having there at the birth was going to be yourself, Andrew, and your midwife and or apprentice combination? Yes. Okay. I want to ask a question about Andrew, actually, before we get into actual birth time. Um, Sure. So you said earlier on he was on board with home birth. I'd love to hear some of the things that um, Andrew did or Andrew said throughout the pregnancy that really stuck out to you um, as he was, you know, supporting you and, and, and uh, preparing with you for the birth of Russell? Sure. So Andrew, I, I really have to say I've been extremely lucky. He was extremely supportive throughout the whole process. He went to, to classes with me. I mean, he was right there with the rebozo during practicing nice. the weeks before <laughs> trying to, trying to get ready. He was doing counter pressure. Like, am I doing it right? Practicing. But, but in truth, you know, all that stuff, he prepared himself. He, but, um, but as far as me, just, I just remember throughout my whole pregnancy when I would have doubts, you know, if I was strong enough to do this or if I was capable, he really would always tell me that. I was. That's and that was the simplest thing that I needed to hear was you can do this and and he really supported because my a big piece of why I really wanted to do a home birth also was um just that comfort level and and I'll backtrack to I have I work also in a hospital setting too. 
so I have my own business and then I, I sometimes work in a hospital setting. And so to be someone that has worked in a hospital, a lot of people kind of question, well, why would you not want to have a birth in a hospital? You're very comfortable in hospitals. Yeah. You're there a lot. But to be honest, I said, well, I, I like being the person caring for people. I don't want to be the patient. I mm. want to be the one caring for people in a hospital setting. And, and, um, and just knowing me so well, Andrew knew the minute I explained why I wanted to do a home birth from my, my comfort and feeling like that would be the place where I could fully relax and, and really let go and just embrace the process. He, he knew it and he, he felt so strongly in that as well and believed so strongly in that. And, and I feel like it just goes back to how well he knows me, you know, and he knew as soon as he read about it more, even after I told him my feelings on it, I remember he came back to me and said, I feel like this is, this is the place where you're going to, to do this the way you want to do it and feel the most empowered and just knowing your personality, like you're going to be able to surrender when you feel safe at home and you're going to be, and just, he didn't, he didn't mean this in a bad way, but I remember him being like, you're going to have a really hard time in the hospital of not having control mm-hmm. and having people kind yeah. of, and, and I, and it's true. And I, that is very true of my personality. And so, but anytime I would kind of question it or, you know, am I strong enough? I, anytime I would panic a little bit, Oh, I won't have, I won't have that option for an epidural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, he would just remind me that you're, you're strong and you're going to feel so safe here and I will be there. And, and it just, he just would always encourage me. And I always really appreciated that because he gave me what I needed to hear when I was questioning myself. Mm, Go Andrew. Yeah. Yes. I know. He's so sweet. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. A week late. We already knew that because you shared that earlier. So we're a week past guest date. What's going on? What's the vibe? <laughs> How's oh my goodness. feeling? <laughs> Uh, I was just so antsy at that point. And I was really trying to just embrace it. I kept going to work up until Russell was born on Tuesday. So I worked until the Thursday right before. And then that Friday, I just was kind of feeling, you know, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. I just was feeling kind of, no, that's an official medical term. I get it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and thankfully my, um, my supervisor at the time, um, because I was working more at the hospital then to, um, so she was extremely supportive and was kind of, that whole week they were kind of like, why are you still here? You know, <laughs> um, But, you know, in truth, I wanted to keep myself busy. I really wanted to keep seeing patients and doing what I love. And and just I felt like if I was home, I would just be stressing. So I thought, let me just go and do what I know. I can do this with my eyes closed, you know, and I love it. So um, I did that. And then, you know, I had my moments of being like, when is this baby going to come? And And the other piece of it was my parents. Um, are in New York and my mom was waiting to come down. And so I think I had that little anticipation of, come on, I just want to know when you're coming so mom can get here um, as well. And, and so, um, but that Saturday we decided, let's just let it all go. And we went to the farmer's market and we went out um, and just kind of had a day out. I think we even like went to a movie or something. And we just kind of tried to just let it all go. And I think that really helped Mm. for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, because it was tough. It was a little mental game for a little while. But then I kind of, and especially going to work, it was kind of a blessing and a curse. I was there to distract myself, but everybody 
couldn't help but be like, oh, you're here again. Yeah. Good morning. You're here again. And I, I was like, yes, I, I'm aware. If I mm-hmm. could control this, trust me, <laughs> yeah. I would have this baby. Um, so I think that was kind of a double-edged sword. You know, I was I was going to distract myself, but then everyone would, in good intention, would bring about the fact that I was still there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when did things start getting real, so to speak? <laughs> yeah. So... Saturday night, so we had our day on Saturday, and then Saturday night, I went to sleep, and this was the end of June, um, went to sleep, and then around midnight, I woke up and was having some contractions, and so um, I just got up and let Andrew sleep, and I walked around, but I couldn't really get comfortable, so I thought, maybe this is it, actually. So I got excited, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I might have this baby, like, you know, by Sunday night. Um, And so, you know, walked around, and I I did lay back down, but couldn't go back to sleep. And then at that point, too, I think, and who knows, and my mom had decided on Saturday afternoon, my mom and dad were like, you know what, we're not going to wait till you're in labor anymore. We're just, we're coming now and we're just going to get in the car and drive. And I, I don't know, I always wonder, like, did my body just fully say, okay, they're on their way. We can do this now. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I always think about that stuff. But um, anyway, so yeah, so by the morning, Andrew was up and I told him that I'd been kind of pacing around the house. And so my parents were there at that point and they came over later in the morning Um, and we hung out for a bit, but I just, I just felt like things were happening. So we called our midwife, my parents left, they have a house two doors down from us. So they, they went back to their house. Um, and we called our midwife and I just continued to have contractions and she came by in the evening. She's, you know, she came by that evening, Sunday night, and she said, you know, things were picking up. And so she said, do you want me to check you your cervix or do you want to just let it let it be and and I had a moment where I, I thought I wouldn't want to have my cervix checks checked but I decided to do it I was like I I think for me I, I need to know because it had been all day and I was like I kind of feel like it's happening but it's not happening right. so I just want to know where I'm at if you know and so she checked my cervix and she kind of had this look on her face and I did I was like oh no this isn't going to be good <gasps> and she was like honey, your cervix is closed. And I was like, closed? What do you mean closed? I was like, I have been having contractions all day. And Andrew was like, ooh, okay. And so my midwife was like very sweet and calm. And she said, I want you to go draw a bath. I want you to try to eat some dinner Mm. and try to sleep. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Mm. So, so she left. And when she left, I got so upset because I was like, if you're going to drive all the way home, that means I'm not having this baby tonight. And so um, Andrew made dinner and he drew me a bath and I, and I cried. I, I did. I got very emotional because I had gotten really excited thinking I was going to have that baby to, that night. And so drew a bath and, and then we tried to go to sleep, tried to get rest. And I could not sleep. I was so uncomfortable. And I just wasn't getting relief. And, and I kept saying to Andrew, in that birth, birth prep class, they told me that I would have a little bit of relief in between my contractions. And this is not happening. I keep having pain in the front of my, of like, by my pubic bone. And 
So I tried to sleep and Andrew tried to sleep and we couldn't. So then we were up all Sunday night again and we were just pacing around the house and he was trying to feed me. I was trying to lay down to sleep, but I just couldn't get comfortable. We ended up going down to the living room and I laid on the floor because it was more firm than my bed. So I could just, whenever the contraction would kind of gear up, I would hop up onto all fours and kind of brace myself. And um, by the morning, she, she came back and I was about two centimeters Mm. and I was like, Oh my goodness. Okay. So now Andrew's like, what's going on? And so we, I told her, I said, I'm not getting relief. I'm in constant pain and I have a pretty high pain tolerance. So I was like, I don't understand why I'm not getting even 30 seconds of relief in between the contractions. It was kind of like build up, build up contraction and then more like strong menstrual cramping in between. Mm. And she she suspected, she said, I think maybe the baby's hand is up up and kind of causing baby to not be able to come down. And so I was only about two centimeters dilated. So we did a bunch of different um, positions, kind of similar to some spinning babies type of positions, um, just to kind of see if we could get him in a better position at that point. And so then she left to go to the office and I thought, oh my goodness, if she's going to go work for the day, this is not good. And so we just kept, you know, working through it all day. Um, and then that evening she came back and she said, I'm not going to leave this time. And so now it was um, Monday evening. And so she came and um, her apprentice came and then our midwife came and they stayed with us the whole night. And I just remember by around 11 p.m., I looked at Andrew and I said, it was, it was July 1st at this point, and I just said, I do not want to have a July 2nd baby. <laughs> and I had, I, had, I had no idea what time it was, and Andrew kind of, like, I saw him look at our midwife and kind of, <laughs> he had this sheer panic of, like, uh, that's <laughs> happening, honey. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, look, I was like, what time is it? And he's like, it's, it's 11 p.m., sweetheart. And I was uh. like, no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no. And so I just remember, like, those were the thoughts going through my head. Um, and, and I should backtrack around that evening, around 7, 8 PM, I had finally lost my mucus plug. I still hadn't, you know, my water still hadn't broken. So they weren't concerned as far as time wise about getting to a hospital. Um, and you know, they had been checking Russell's heart rate. He was fine. I was fine. It really was just his position and why I was having such a tough, tough labor. And, um, and so we tried to, um, I did a lot of baths and showers. And then finally, we we felt it was ready. By the time I was, I hit about five centimeters that night. And then later in the evening, I was about seven, eight centimeters. So we filled up the birth pool. And I got in thinking, all right, it's time. And I just remember, I was in there and I started to feel a little pushy. But I remember my midwife saying, you'll feel it the entire time, even through a contraction and in between a contraction. And if you're feeling it just during the contraction, you're not quite ready yet. But I was so ready and I'm so stubborn. that I was like, I'm just going to try pushing now. Mm. And, and I just, and, and I was like, it's not happening. And they, they knew quickly, you know, they're obviously very trained and we're like, oh no, you are. They were like, are you sure you're feeling pushy? And I was like, yes, I'm feeling very pushy. Uh. And in my head, I, was like, I, know, I know I'm I know I'm not ready yet. And so Andrew picked up on it because he's like, oh, she's so stubborn. Don't believe her. <laughs> and so um, anyway, I, um, they told me, you know, we need you to stop. We need you to rest. 
And I was so upset because I just thought, rest, how am I going to rest? I feel so uncomfortable. And so they all kind of tried to simulate what I needed to be doing. So they lowered the lights and everybody laid down. And I was kind of like, what is wrong with all of you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, now it's, you know, into the early hours of the morning on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And well, finally, they were all kind of resting. Andrew was, you know, he never went to sleep because he couldn't. But he was laying next to the pool holding my hand and just trying to coach me through my breaths. And, um, and then I started to feel that real pushy feeling. And I thought, Oh my goodness. And so I was feeling it, but my midwife checked me again because we were at this point, we're like, okay, it's been a really long time. And she said that there felt like there was a strong, very firm water sack still there kind of blocking him from coming down. And so basically I was starting to feel pushy. So I pushed in the water and that burst and that kind of allowed for him to come down some more And then a few hours later, I felt even more pushy for him. And then um, I tried pushing in the water and I just couldn't really get traction. Um, We tried in different positions, hands and knees, squat, um, and it just, it wasn't working. So we got out of the water and, and I had some swelling and things. And so it was kind of limiting kind of his ability to make his way out. And so I had to end up getting out of the water and getting into a position on my back, which I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, that was the last position I wanted to be on. But that was the only position to get um, the swelling. So my urethra was actually really swollen. And so kind of moving that out of the way through gravity to get him to be able to come down. And so, yeah. And so then um, uh, I pushed for I honestly I lost track of time at that point I was so delirious I hadn't slept in about two and a half days um, but it probably was less than an hour by the time I was actually pushing for him um, and then he came and we we did not know his gender and so it was really funny because he came out and as he was coming out he turned and I remember seeing our midwives faces because they went oh because they had felt his sutures and he was he was OA or occiput anterior during labor, but as he came out, he actually turned and came out sunny side up, came out uh-huh. posterior. And so they were like, he definitely tried to find that path of least resistance. His hand must have been up or like he was in a wonky position, which is why I had so much pain in the front of my pelvis throughout the entire labor. Um, but he came out and his little head was up and, and Andrew and my midwife saw his face and Andrew went, Oh my God, we made such a cute baby. Yeah. And I went, how can you see the face? <laughs> Is he supposed to be down? <laughs> and our midwives were like, the baby's fun. So something was up with the baby's position, but the baby's fun. And we obviously did not know what he was at that point. And so his head was just out for a good minute before I had another contraction that helped me to push out the rest of his body. So his head was just sitting there and Andrew was like, Oh my God, the baby is so cute. (laughs) And so they showed me with a mirror and then I was, had that next contraction and pushed, pushed him out and they placed him on my chest. And we were just so in awe that we didn't even think to check his gender. initially. Um, We were laying there just in awe. And finally I was like, what is it? And Andrew was like, Oh my God, I don't know. So so then we, we lifted his leg and he's like, that's a boy. And you know, we were just had, that was the best moment ever of just finding out his gender right then and there. Um, But yeah, it was obviously such a beautiful moment and made it all worth it, but it was definitely different than I 
anticipated going into it as far as the actual labor and delivery process. But, um, but I felt so supported by Andrew and our midwives. And what I loved so much was that there were times because it had been such a, it was like a total of 55 hours. And so what I loved so much though, was that there were definitely times where I kept saying to Andrew, I can't do this anymore. And he didn't, he always just supported me and gave me words of encouragement Um, and I had thoughts a few times that I just want to sleep. I'm so tired. And I had thoughts of in my own head of, should we go to the hospital? Should I just get a, get an epidural so I can sleep and have energy to push him out? And, but then I just kept going back to, no, I feel, I feel safe. And I know that they would say something if I had to go to the hospital, this is on me. And if I feel strong and if I feel good, I can do this. And so I, I had that dialogue with myself, but I didn't say it out loud. And afterwards, our midwives and Andrew all said, they all said that they were like, we couldn't believe that you didn't want to go to the hospital. We thought you did. And I, mm-hmm. and I told them, I said, I had those thoughts, but I never said it. And they were like, well, our thing is, they said, we knew you were safe. We knew the baby was safe. We were checking you guys constantly, but we will never, ever bring that conversation up to a mother unless we feel like there's a reason that, you know, a medical reason or an emergency, but if it's not, if it's just your choice, we don't bring it up because we don't want to have any sort of emotional influence on you. We want you to make the decision that you want to make. And I so appreciated that because I had that dialogue with myself and I worried that if I, if I would have said it out loud, then, you know, would, would everyone around me have kind of been like, okay, do you want to go? And then I kind of would have had more of a dilemma in my head. And I just, I love that they kind of, it just spoke to me about how comfortable I was with them. And I trusted that and that it, it panned out because they, they really trusted me too. And I appreciated that so much, you know? Yes. Awesome. I I just love how you, all the details you shared of your story and how they kind of come together. I, I just really appreciate the openness and the, how you share it because there were there were so many points in there when, from your acknowledging your stubbornness right about the pushing <laughs> like I'm pushy no I'm, I'm very pushy uh that <laughs> to you know acknowledging how the length of time and the you know your the state of your cervix and then um uh, just just all of it I I can really appreciate um as a mother as a woman who's been through the the birthing experience or even for those who haven't to just think about you might have certain ideas of it it might play out differently it just all of that just kind of what I get from you Brittany is this kind of just embracing of all of what came with it even if parts of it didn't exactly compute at the time wasn't exactly what you thought you wanted weren't sure how it was going to play out but yet you still had the the trust in the team and in yourself and in the process so I just love that aspect of it and that's what I really connect to thank you so much I know I feel like um, for me, it was really humbling because I had a really, for lack of a better term, I should say like easy pregnancy or, or, or very smooth pregnancy, I should say, you know, like obviously first trimester is difficult for most, but, but I really felt, I felt strong. I was, you know, very conscious about my nutrition. I was exercising. I was, I was doing things for my mental health and I felt 
so good going into it. And I think coupled with the fact that I have a really strong mother who birthed all three of us in a hospital setting, but naturally without intervention. And, and through my whole life, she would tell me when I would ask her and quiz her kind of about what's it like to have a baby? You know, she would always say to me, it's really, it's a beautiful process and it's, you're strong and you're stronger than you think. And, and I didn't know that I could do it naturally and I did it and, and I did it again and I did it again. And so you can do that. You're strong. Women are strong. And so I kind of went into it thinking, okay, like I've prepped myself. I, I felt really good throughout my pregnancy. I prepared myself. Um, I have a mom who told me my whole life that kind of put that in my head, like you're strong, you can do this. And it's not that bad. And, and, and then also though, my mom had very beautiful, nice, like 12 hour or less labors. And so I was like, ah, piece of cake. I'm going to be just like my mom. And so I went into this and after, after it was going longer, I kind of had that sense of, Oh my gosh, this is knocking me down on my feet. So I had moments during it where I said, I felt out of control and I had to kind of reel myself back in. And that's when I really relied on Andrew Mm. to, to pull me back together. And, and afterwards I had a moment with my midwives and Andrew, we were all kind of, you know, with Russell. And I said, wow, I I feel so a little defeated because I I feel empowered and defeated. I feel empowered that I did that because man, I kind of feel badass that I just did that long labor at home and I stuck through it. But I also feel a little bit defeated because I thought I had it. I was in control and I thought I knew how it was going to go. And I thought that, you know, I was going to be stronger and not, you know, have so much, so much challenge. And my midwives were like, and they, and they looked at me and they said, are you kidding me? They were like, you know what? Cause I, I, I kind of, what I said to them was I thought all my preparation was going to do more for me than it did. Like I, I felt like the preparation that I did was going to make it like, easy and fast and, you know, yada, yada. And they were like, first of all, no one can control that. You just never know. And they said, and then they kind of looked at me and they said, are you kidding me? They were like, you are so badass. And you know what, the way you, you, you know, nourished yourself and the way you made yourself strong and you did strength training and you did endurance training and you, they were like, that is why you had the stamina to do that. So be proud. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, you're right. I just totally looked at it the opposite. I looked at it as initially as, I did all this preparation. Why did I still have this long, painful labor with like all this weird, my baby in a weird position and all this stuff. And, and that they kind of spun it as no, the reason that you didn't transfer to the hospital to get an epidural for relief was because you prepared yourself. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Thank you. That's so true. Um, You know, and, and then my parents kind of afterwards, my dad was like, you know, he's like, man, you're tough. <laughs> I was like, thanks, dad. Like, yeah. you know, it was just funny. And, and so it just, it was, it was really helpful though for me to hear everyone else kind of spin it around to that because I kind of had that moment and I probably would have gotten there eventually, but initially I was kind of like, oh man, it didn't go the way I thought. But then it's just such a weird, I mean, you probably know Sarah as a mom, you just, you have like these weird feelings throughout motherhood even of just, feeling so empowered and amazing and strong and and then you also have these feelings of of well I still could have maybe made it better I could have done better um and so I had that moment but I was really grateful that my birth team and my family and friends kind of spun it around as no that's why you made it through that like the way you did, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. So for any moms who can relate to that in past births or who 
any who are preparing for one, whether it's your first or your third, that concept of success or triumph or accomplishment or owning your birth and how it can look so different and our measures of success or our measures of, you know, owning and triumphing in your birth, it's going to look so different and it's going to be yours you know so to your point of you know whether it's the length of time that kind of gets away from you or some of the factors and how it plays out that it wasn't what you thought and because it went that way that means you were kind of you know to use use your term defeated I think that's such a relatable term that many women can walk away from their births feeling but to just flip that context a bit you know and so awesome that you had had that in the people around you to to support you in doing that. Because like you said, I believe you would have gotten there too. But it, why waste any of that time in between then exactly. and you getting it? Like that's valuable time that you need to be feeling great. And, you know, you have other things going on. So to just kind of do some of that mental work, do some of that emotional work to own and feel the success in your birth because it's your birth. And because that's how it went and to think about like what you said, all the other things you did in preparation for it, how it allowed for you to move through the stuff that came up that you didn't anticipate. And I just I love that. I think that's a really relatable uh, piece of growth for moms out there to look at their births, whether upcoming, you know, to kind of think about that going in and even for some past healing to be done for those who are kind of working on that still. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, Brittany, I am so grateful to you for coming here, sharing your story with us, sharing your energy. Um, You know, very much feel like Russell and Andrew were here too, just because they were, you know, just the way you spoke about them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like they could have very well been sitting there with you right now. Um, Thank you. I would love for you to share for any local listeners that we do have, or if you ever come through the Atlanta area, how they can connect with you and learn more about you and what you're doing sure sure so I have um so I have an Instagram account called um at doctor so dr dot Brittany b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y underscore pt for physical therapy so it's at dr Brittany pt and then I also have a business account at mother baby wellness collective um, and then my website is www.motherandbabywellnesscollective.com. Um, and that's for my physical therapy services. They're um, in-home services. So I come to you or your baby um, in the Atlanta area. And then um, I will be adding some virtual wellness sessions in the near future. So Ooh, yeah, love that. please connect. Cool. So reach out. I love I love connecting with other people. So feel free to reach out. Yes, absolutely. Yep, and we'll be putting links to everything, everything. in show notes, and definitely we want to send folks your way because the work you're doing is is pretty awesome. Thank you so much, and thank you for all that you do. I think it's it's really amazing to be, you know, just empowering women and men, husbands and wives, and um, just through this process, I think it's it's really it's really helpful. It really is to bring awareness to this to this space, and I think Matthew, for you, I think just I think men becoming more involved in birth has just been so amazing. Um, I have friends now too, who I feel like when you talk to people, you know, in the, in the past, they, I have people who, you know, their husbands or their partners didn't, weren't as involved because they didn't know how to be involved. And I think now for um, men are getting more, way more involved or partners are getting way more involved. And I think it's, it just, 
it's so amazing for, for the birthing partner to have that. So thank you to what you have done and to all the partners out there. And Sarah, thank you for all that you do for, for us ladies and mamas. Mm, thank we you, Brittany. That. that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, guys. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>